This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Job Tribe, this week's winner of the $100 is Rich Jones. Okay, Rich Jones, he is stuck in corporate. He wants to break free. He's binging on the show. For your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday morning, simply subscribe to the podcast right now on iTunes and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Top Tribe, you know I don't have a lot of time to waste. That's why I use FreshBooks to send out invoices and make sure I'm collecting my money. To get your free month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Nathan Latka here. This is episode 611. And coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to hear from Sauce Labs CEO and father of two. He's 62 years old. Charles Ramsey joins us. They've raised $130 million at an unbelievable valuation, specifically 80 pre and added on 70 on top of that to get $130 million post money. He breaks down the valuation tomorrow. They're helping over 3,500 customers execute concurrent and parallel high fidelity testing. Be sure to tune in to catch that episode. All right, guys. Uh, good morning, everyone. My name is Nathan Latka, and with me today is Dr. Milton Chen. He is the co-founder and CEO of VC. That's V-S-E-E. -E. Milton did his PhD at Stanford on the design of video collaboration. Additionally, he was the co-founder of XMPP Video Standard, which is now used, I believe, by Google Talk and Facebook Chat. We'll talk about that. He's also deployed VC for Hillary Clinton, Angelina Jolie, the rock band Linkin Park, and UN Secretary General Ban Ki-moon. All right, Milton, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, thank you so much. Very good. Well, hey, I appreciate you uh, and thank you for coming on. So tell us first, what does VC do and what's the revenue model? How do you generate uh, money? Yeah, we're basically a SaaS company. So what we do is we basically help hospitals uh, basically provide telemedicine to their uh, patients. What we typically do is we offer mobile app, a call center workflow so that whether you're an individual doctor or urgent care center or entire healthcare network, you can actually now offer telemedicine to your patients. Okay. And what is the, you mentioned the SaaS platform. So what is the average kind of customer paying you per month? And can you give us an example of one of those customers? Yeah, so I would say we're pretty excited Like in terms of the second and third largest healthcare system in the U.S., uh, Trinity and Ascension Healthcare, specifically like Seton. So we're the company that built their telemedicine um, system. And typically our customers, uh, when they buy uh, stuff, the cost it ranges of between about $49 to $499 per medical provider per month, again, based on the features and options. Okay, so this is uh, just let's go into specifics with a company like Trinity. So describe a little more clearly in layman's terms what you're providing to them for between forty nine and five hundred dollars per month. Sure, in there. So for them, is uh, specifically is uh, so this is Trinity is a very large healthcare system in the U.S. and many hospitals. So in that case, is they want to able to for their uh, patients to able to, for example, go into their patient portal and see their doctor by telemedicine. Mm -hmm. So that's a piece we built for them, things like a triage waiting rooms, you can do some documentations, again, you can get the chat and video, send files, 
Again, it's almost like, just like what we're doing right now. We imagine now I'm your doctor, you're my patient, let's go through just like how to create this experience. But the key thing, you have to be secure, HIPAA compliant, so you can actually meet the medical regulations. Milton, I have zero interest in trying to work through <laughs> government regulations. You, my friend, have some patience. I don't know how you do it, but you have some patience. I think it's, um, to be honest, I'm a fan of Skype. I love these consumer life on uh, WhatsApp, all these things. But I think when it comes <laughs> to healthcare, right, you want to make sure you're a little bit careful, making sure, right? Because at the end of the day, people are very you know, careful about their disease and things. They want this yep. to be confidential. And so we'll take a, do a lot of work making sure the VC meet all the requirements that you're conversation protected. And how does, I want to make sure I understand your pricing model. So you said the average customer is paying you between $50 and $500 per month. But mm-hmm. is that is that per month per patient or is it just Trinity overall is 50 bucks? No, the, uh, per medical staff. So like per doctor or per nurse or okay. per like medical system in there. Okay. And, and, and we'll come back to that in a second. So it's between 50 and 500. Tell us more of the story though. When did you launch this company? <laughs> Yeah, so um, the company was incorporated in 2008 in there. Uh, to be honest, uh, I did my PhD at Stanford, but I was not one of those people who want to build a startup. In fact, my grandparents on my dad's Everybody side... Everybody at Stanford wants to do a startup. <laughs> no, I was a little bit different. So my grandparents on my dad's side, they were uh, professors at University of Illinois a long, long, long time ago. So I was probably the biggest mega nerd. I actually loved research. I went to graduate school uh, because I thought I would be a professor. And then I just like... To be honest, I got a little bit burned out during my PhD through the whole faculty search. I decided to goof out a little bit of time. I decided, oh, well, I'll just try this thing company, even though I have zero experience. And to be fast forward today, I love it in there. So I think that everything about startup is just like the best rewarding job. So ever. when did you launch it? When did you start the company? The company was starting in 2008. Um, how we, when we started, we actually had uh, our gratitude. We actually um, received our initial investment with InQtel, the investment arm by the U.S. government. So okay. we're pretty grateful that they took EMS. And how, then much, later on, how much was that for? But that one, unfortunately, we had, uh, we're not allowed to release that, but it's a typical you know, Silicon Valley style. It's a couple of was it dilutive, though, or was it a grant? Uh, it was a nor- normal capital, a normal va- equity investment. Okay, so it wasn't a convertible note. It wasn't a grant. It was an equity investment. They actually yeah. valued the business. That's correct. In there, okay. It was a normal. And, how, and did you, late- how did you just quickly, because a lot of people will start with a convertible note typically to avoid the valuation conversation. How did you think about valuation that early on? You know, I, I wish I had given to tell this. I just didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I was part of the most clueless entrepreneur you ever met. Literally, I wasn't there. How old were you when you started it? I was actually not like, uh, I guess, through like, you know, like uh, early 30s, I guess, you know, like, uh, you know, like after graduate school, I literally I had zero business experience. I was a mega nerd, like imagine mega nerd PhD, <laughs> that was me. So it was something like, uh, you know, I talked to our lawyer, talked to a couple of people, it was sort of okay. And I was like, uh, it was, to be honest, I was just so grateful that um, people was wanting to invest at all. Then I would say like, this is wonderful. <laughs> So uh, let, let's now fast forward today. So you launched in 2008, you said. Now fast forward today, how many individual, well, let's start at the top level. How many kind of hospitals are you working with total? We have in general, we have uh, overall, we have a little more than a thousand paid customers. And okay. the, uh, the, again, we range from a 
a bunch of the biggest hospitals and also even a lot of these were even like a concierge medical doctors uh, urgent care again a bunch of just spectrum of different aspects of medical use mm -hmm. what and when you say a thousand paying customers are those the actual healthcare providers or the nurses inside of the healthcare providers? No, these are like actual accounts in there. So for example, if you talk about, let's say, Ascension Healthcare, that would be a single customer. Like even though within okay. the system, there might be a whole bunch of hospital, whole bunch of doctors, whole bunch of nurses. Okay, there, so you have like, a thousand like Ascensions and... and paying know, accounts. Got yeah. it. How many yeah. nurses, if you add up all the nurses using you across those companies, do you have? So uh, this is where the, like the bad news in there. So whole telemedicine space is in the like that maybe inflection point in there. So we have got ourselves in the door into a lot of places, but pretty much across the board, our customers in that like um, maybe piloting or late stage piloting space in there. So the potential is pretty large, but in terms of individual like the actual account, number user is not as high as we had hoped in there. In fact, we think this year or next year could be that inflection point. Um, so what are you at right now in terms of kind of like average nurses per, you know, paid healthcare provider? I mean, is it like hundreds or dozens or a couple, one or two? It's probably between the dozens and hundreds in there. Like, okay. um, again, so some are bigger accounts that were going to, you know, thousands in there. Some are smaller ones in a couple of dozen type of thing. Okay, very cool. So, and this is always an embarrassing question, but take us back to that year, year number one, 2008. Do you remember <sighs> what first year revenue was? Uh, I do. Uh, unfortunately, one of the reasons uh, we opened it later, we also raised uh, investment from Salesforce.com from both InQTA and Salesforce. They uh -huh. actually uh, prefer us maybe not to release some of the. Oh come on, Milton! That was back like that was eight <laughs> years ago. What was your what was, was what was your first year revenue? It's usually an embarrassing number. First, I I was uh, I don't remember off the top of my head, but if I were to because uh, I think it's like I'm tempted to say it's maybe like. Between ten thousand or fifty thousand dollars, something around okay. there, but something very embarrassing. <laughs> hey, you have to start somewhere. That's why I ask the question, right? Everyone's watching. They're going, "Yes, guys, you can hit the little heart button or whatever if you agree." You have to start somewhere, right? So, so Milton, and then fast forward us. So you raised a bunch of capital. How much capital have you raised total? Yeah, we actually um, again. So I feel apologizing there because the investor we signed up, so we they prefer us not to release. How much money? Um, well, I can go on crunch. Price. I can go on Crunchbase and read the number. Is that accurate? Is that number accurate or no? That one is actually not accurate because that one is just like because of the, some of the confidential between from the U.S. government, also how Salesforce normally does investment. Okay. So the number is actually not public. Um, okay, got it. Um, what uh, what's the team size to date? We have um uh, fifty two uh, full time employees. Okay, and where are you guys based? We're based in the. Uh, in the, uh, in the Sunnyvale, uh, California. Sunnyvale, very good. So you have <laughs> expensive salaries, right? We we do. Uh, we have about roughly a third of our staff is based in the San Francisco Bay Area around there. But then we actually have people pretty much all over the place. We have people from LA, San Diego, Nevada. You know, we also have people in like Canada, in Singapore. So for us, is um, payroll is definitely by far our biggest expenses in yep. there. But at the same time, we also have just always different place well you and you guys are obviously your your post revenue at this point right you have a thousand a th those a thousand you gave me, those are customers are paying customers not that's users, correct. right yeah that's correct they're actually people paying us yeah. every month isn't, that, <laughs> isn't, isn't this a beautiful thing real people paying you it's a beautiful thing 
So, it's really wonderful. I think the beauty of SaaS uh, business is when you build it, you know, literally it's just you just make make sure your customer really happy with you, give them great service. They just repeat, pay your month after month. That's a really wonderful. It is, yeah. And I mean, if I, you obviously won't confirm or deny these, but I can do some back of the napkin math. If you got about a thousand paid, you know, trinities or you know, ascensions on you, and let's say I'm, you've got an average ten nurses per account at a minimum of fifty bucks a pop, right? You can do fifty bucks times ten thousand and really get to you know guess some monthly recurring revenue numbers now depending on your team size and expenses are you guys still are you still burning capital every month to drive growth or are you cash flow positive we're basically in that term i guess so maybe it's for a cash uh cash flow neutral ish type of thing we okay. do have a small a small positive but what we do is we're sort of like just add people so we tend to we tend to be about adding about one to two person per month, wow. right? So our goal is again, we also investing a lot in our infrastructure. So, so we are uh, hosting costs is pretty heavy. We do a lot of security scan. Again, our infrastructure is like create a great infrastructure, it's very stable, very secure, so that all these people that could be on our platform, then we can serve them. And they feel good and they feel safe and they feel secure, right? Yeah, I think for us is we just believe in just building a great product. For, for example, one of uh, customer most proud of is the astronauts. In fact, all video communication from the International Space Station are done exclusively using our software. Yeah, so there's a heavy, heavy, heavy video component here, right? I mean, that's what you're known for. This is what really you invented. How is your technology built in that you mentioned Facebook chat and, and uh, Facebook Messenger? So the way um, how it came about is uh, at the end of my PhD, I was got invited by Peter Sandre to work on the XMPP video standard with him. Uh, by the way, just I was not involved in the XMPP chat components. So when XMPP, when they're looking at adding the video components, I did a bunch of research. So he asked me to work with him on the standard. So that's how I got my name on the standard document in there. So we're pretty excited. So since the day I was working on the XMPP video standard, now XMPP become probably the biggest, uh, larger uh, protocol, you know, from the Google, the Facebook, just all sort of people. It's just very lightweight standard to use. Also for us, um, I would say for our companies. Now you get royalties, right? <laughs> no, we just got Come on, Milton. You're supposed to <laughs> negotiate royalties on that stuff. No, this is for standard workers. You get a name on the piece of paper. It's the glory of the paper. Listen, <laughs> no if, I had to have, if I had to have fame or wealth, <laughs> I would pick wealth every time. <laughs> okay, well, I remember I was a very naive, nerdy graduate student. <laughs> That's funny. Well, good. So, so you've taken a lot of this video kind of technology. You know, we're using Skype right now, but, and you've built this into, you know, the platform that you're now astronauts are streaming video back to their command centers, healthcare patients are talking with nurses. What other industries are you in? Yeah, for us, we actually started as a general video conference market, but we actually pivoted to be purely on telehealth. One of the reasons is uh, in telehealth, uh, if you only have video, it's actually not sufficient there. You actually need a bunch of these other capabilities. For example, how do you connect the medical device? How do you easily take your blood pressure? How do you add it to a remote ultrasound? How do I have a workflow, like a call center workflow, so you could be uh, effective in there, so productive. So it turned out that these days, about probably videos, maybe about 20% what we do, the 80% what we do is about aiming to make telemedicine just an everyday experience. How do you make it you know, super fast, 
for the physician, doctor, nurse to be very uh, productive. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. And and let's just quickly, I'm interested in, some of the, interested in some of the unit economics. So when you're acquiring customers, how are you typically acquiring them? What channels? Do you have an inside sales team? Yeah, we have a, we are a company structure. We have a 10 people on our business team. We do our sales and marketing. So we basically have three sources our, our base funnel. The first one is the SEO in there. So we have a pretty strong team. If you search most of these telemedicine terms, we're on the first page on Google, like whether it's Skype telemedicine or, the, or telemedicine platform and those things in there. That's our first primary. Then the second stream is we do using outbound, basically using LinkedIn outbound to target specifically you know, key demographics. And the third thing, we just have a set of partners, resellers in there, then they actually generate sales lead, we'll work with them. Uh, got it. So you've got, you've got kind of those both channels. Now, are you, are, is this, are you doing any paid marketing acquisition or no? No, in there we haven't just done a bunch of experiments. By the way, so my uh, because of my maybe nerdy backgrounds, I I think a startup is really about is like how do you do a thousand experiments before you die. What I mean by this is right, like a startup you have finite runway, whether time, energy, whatever. So the way we think about it is just how do you do these experiments rapidly? So we have done in the past. We have done these or paid all sorts of things, you know, from buying customer lists to all these things. We find is uh, the most effective way is really is just organic plus outbound through LinkedIn, plus others uh, have a set of partners, especially in the healthcare, like that is one of the strongest way you have partner who you plug in the ecosystem, then they become your reseller or partner, you go after deals together. That's really, really effective. So you're not, how much have you paid, have you spent total on paid marketing and are you do, you're not doing any of that anymore? At this moment, no. I would say in the past, we probably, I wanted, I'm tempted to say, we probably have done on the water maybe, Ten to fifty thousand dollars of various experiments, from like Facebook ad to LinkedIn ad to like different, uh, you know, like um, you know, AdWords and all sorts of different things. Got it. Okay, good. That's helpful. Have any of your customers that started paying you? Have any of them stopped? What's your gross customer monthly churn? We're um, so the good news is pretty good. We have a close to a hundred percent customer retention in there. We do have some customers that will drop out there. They tend to be uh. For some a very small provider, they actually not able to not make enough money through telemedicine yet because the market is still like that. Some of the patient is not as for so what they do is they say okay, can we just like not pay for a while until like build up some customer maybe come back. Yep. But overall, our big customer they all been, you know, like uh, we've been just serving them for a long time. We continue growing them. And are you do you have mechanisms and are you at net negative revenue churn yet? Meaning your expansion revenue is greater than any lost revenue. Yeah, correct. And there's overall the growth stage is really good in there because I think we've been pretty lucky. If you think of the whole telehealth space, right, is most people believe is there's, you know, like the days of before Uber, after Uber, before Airbnb, after Airbnb, <laughs> like before iPhone. In there. Think about like just access to healthcare, right, all the way from how to keep the lower cost of healthcare. So telemedicine become the key instrument just to solve a bunch of the healthcare issues, right, whether you're individual a patient, you want to be able to see this doctor who might be far away to get a second opinion, or your entire healthcare system, how do you lower the cost of, you know, staffing, getting a specialist, all these different things. Yeah. So that's why there's a huge, like, uh, the market demand, just like massive. Um, yep, that makes good sense. So so you're you're retaining most of your customers. Uh, you have a kind of healthy lifetime value, 52 folks out there uh, in California. Uh, Milton, what's the, what's the plan for the next... I don't know, for the next year. What, what what revenue target, if you hit in 2017, would make you really, really happy? 
Yeah, I think for us is um, uh, uh, in addition to almost like our review is uh, revenue target secondary to helping our the getting the adoption in there. So I'll give you one case for example the Kaiser Permanente CEO like at the Salesforce Dreamforce conference, mm -hmm. he's published data like the fifty two percent of the Kaiser Permanentes are visited in our virtual right. You know, Forbes everyone rose you know the whole news to talk about that. Turn out that it's then it's a little bit not quite true, right? Most people say, say, say do you mean like 52% of Kaiser uh, Permanente visit now on telemedicine? No, what they mean is every time you're going to, uh, well, let's say a web page, a patient portal, request on information, then that's considered visit. So, so yep. today as an industry, telemedicine actual adoption is very low in there. So we see our job is right, but there are a lot of companies out there from Teladoc to American Wall, MD Live, they made a load of money, like, you know, Dr. Dubit Demand, right? They raised like, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. These. But if you look at all, a lot of these companies, actual adoption is very low. So we view our job is to how do you help the whole industry to increase adoption? Okay, just like, for example, like um, for you to able to see your doctor remotely in there, just like almost just everyday experience, you don't even yeah. think about it. So that one is not there. So we view it as like solving adoption, get people to actually use telemedicine in a big way. Then everything else, like money, size, everything, we think it will take care of yourself. When was the when was the last uh, round that you closed? What what month was that in? We did that in the 2011. Okay, so right now you're either raising more capital. That's why you're doing this from a hotel room. You're traveling, talking <laughs> to VCs, or you're selling to a big company. Which one is it, Milton? No, uh, unfortunately, we're uh, neither in there. Right now, we're really just about making our customers <laughs> like happy. In fact, I'm here in the Texas giving a talk at the, at the panel late on this evening. <laughs> Where in Texas? I'm in Austin. Well, I'm in Houston. <laughs> okay, Top Tribe, as many of you know, I sold Heyo, and everyone is always asking me what my expenses were when I was building Heyo. Well, a big expense was that I spent over three grand per month on financial services to keep me out of trouble in terms of taxes. You know, my mom would always harbor me, Nathan, you gotta keep all your receipts and put them in a freaking box or something to make sure you don't get an audit or things like this. I'm like, mom, I'm a millennial. You think I'm gonna keep all these receipts? I now use FreshBooks. I use their mobile app to take a picture of receipts and it makes taxes a cinch. Additionally, I don't have to hire a $3,000 per month person to manage all my finances. It's like saving so much money and my mom's happy. Additionally, I don't waste a bunch of time creating invoices. I use their templates and I can avoid using Word templates or Excel files. I just use FreshBooks to quickly send out invoices and it works like a charm. To get your free first month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Again, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Oh, very good. Well, Milton, this is this is great. You've got amazing energy. You're in an interesting sector with a lot of barriers to entry because of HIPAA and video and everything else. So it's interesting. I want to wrap up here with the famous five. Are you ready? Sure. Number one, what's your favorite business book? My favorite is uh, Zero to One by Peter Thiel. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, I think the CEO that I'm uh, something like I'm most uh, excited about is like a Salesforce CEO, Mark Dampanyaval. I think he just like I'm able to create this company, how fast they operate, even at the size they are, just absolutely stunning. Yeah. Uh, Mark, Milton wants you to buy him. That's what, that's what he's saying here. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm messing with you, Milton. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like Acuity Scheduling? 
I think um, I, the favorite I want to would report if, which is the plugins you can like to your Gmail, connect to LinkedIn. Number four, Milton, yes or no? Do you get eight hours of sleep every night? <laughs> no. And, and what's your situation? I do about four to five. Four to five. <laughs> and what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? I have two kids. I have a five-year-old and an eight-year-old. A beautiful, absolutely. Oh wow! Okay, so you're you're married, and how old are you? Uh, sorry, your audio broke so, up a little so, bit. So you're, you're obviously you're you're married, and how old are you now? Oh, I mean, uh, let me see. Uh, would it be okay if I prefer not to say? Yeah, the totally. We have I this only asked that. I only asked that <laughs> question uh, because it follows on to this one. Uh, take us back to your twenty-year-old self. What do you wish that he knew? Um, I, I think as I'm tempted to say it's like my 20 year old self, I was very naive and clueless and in there. And then uh, even today, I will say it's, I'm still pretty naive and clueless. In, there. in fact, my philosophy of doing startup is like, long as you go in there was a sense of humility where you're willing to do a lot of rapid experiments and treat everything like a science experiment from pricing and marketing, cost to customer acquisition. And long as you do the experiment fast, and get the data, able to pivot in there to make the decision. I think that's the path in there. So I would say right now, my priority is in the power as naive and clueless as a couple of years ago. Well, there you guys have it. Milton, sa Milton says he would experiment much, much faster. Again, founder of VC back in 2008. They've raised capital an unknown amount. Now up to 52 people out there in California trying to make it easier for doctors to connect with their patients via video. They spent 15, 20 grand before per month in paid acquisition. They threw it out the window. It's not working. They're now serving over a thousand paying customers that average 10 to 20 to 30 seats uh, kind of per customer paying anywhere between 50 bucks and 500 bucks per seat. Milton, you're on a tear. Thank you so much for taking us to the top. Nathan, thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed Milton today, go back and listen to Ryan Buckley yesterday of Twofer, which has hit 100 active customers paying 180 bucks per month to get better, more accurate email leads. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.